huzzah and well met. The gentleman and I went to go to Red Cloud Mountain to find Mr. Percy, and we ran into some trouble with the gif. And one of them, I am sure, was the one that stole Tempest's prick from Abel. And we dropped fireballs, and we stabbed, and we feel near cast some crazy green light that seemed to have a horrible effect. I'm going to have to ask him many questions about that spell. Um, and, and then we ran into a, 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 a giant gith that seemed to have Tempest's prick. I, I tried my hardest to keep him from escaping, but he happened to get away. But that is all right. I heard where he was going. So we are now about to enter Red Cloud Mountain to retrieve Mr. Percy. And then uh, at some point we will maybe take Lakeshire so that we can take the people there. I am not sure. We currently don't have a home. But once we are victorious in the mountain, I'm sure we will work it out. We always do. Gentlemen, it is time for Dungeon Dads. Huzzah! Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> he will fight. He will fall. I see him on the front line. Standing tall. They're risking life to answer the call. But what they fight for. Don't know, don't care. Just a for the ride. But if you want my stand. Oh, welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Are we really cutting all that out? (laughs) Yes. Listen, man, our show is loose. We don't need to be that loose. (laughs) Well, let me catch everybody up. The dads were on their way to Red Cloud Mountain, where, as Jonas told you, Mr. Percy and Vera Cloudsack, along with Waverly's children, are awaiting rescue from former Harkies. Uh, there's also a potential divine presence there, or something very powerful in the Red Cloud Mountain that's an enemy to the octopus god under the lake, Ihai Uhyon. Um, as they camped across the lake, Looking out at the red cloud, Jonas learned a new trick, actually. He forgot to mention that from a book that Florin gave him. Uh, They found out that Galwinia is hiding out in the very jail cell that she was once in charge of, and she's disguised as the Adarin prisoner Grim Portnoy. And she also shared this the information that the famous wizard from Waterdeep, Jesus of the Orc Wars, had taken over Lakeshire, and he's either behind the Gith attacks on the Breen or at the very least is taking advantage of them. And finally, as they approached the foot of the Red Cloud, they did fight and dispatch a small contingent of Gith, one of whom wielded Tempest's prick, but unfortunately, due to... <laughs> Seemed like know, a pretty big contingent to me. I... It was I don't a, think you well, need to be downplaying the size of our contingent. <laughs> it was it was big. It was big, you know, compared to you guys. Um, but compared to an invasion army, pretty small. Um, sure. The one who took Tempest's prick from Abel is now dead on this battlefield. And when we left off last time, uh, the guys had not yet searched their bodies. And they have not entered the cave that they 
that they came out of. Um, did I miss anything? We still think, have a horny got... winter wolf. Nope. And yeah. you still have a really pervy, a really pervy winter wolf. And it just I just want to remind everybody the, the this this is what happens when a when when a when a when a beast is awakened. Um it's like they're reborn as a new born babe. And this particular wolf has been awakened for five to five or six years, and he is now fully into puberty. And the changes happening in his mind and his body are difficult to contend with. But wouldn't I, puberty I, already I, have happened physically? Yes, but mentally he's just re-entering it now. Um, I feel like this is what happens when we develop a character and don't keep ourselves in check. <laughs> I, I think this you should be an example of the restraint we show with all other characters that they aren't all just like hornballs. Pervy. Only about thirty percent of them are. That's right. Because you know that's you right. make one joke and then it's you know it's like you tell your grandma you're into unicorns and then that's all you get for birthdays for the next ten years. Like yeah. you make one like horny joke about a character and then it's really easy for it to just become the <laughs> thing about that character. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Um, I mean, thank God Rolo's got some other characteristics now, you know. Oh, that's right. Rolo's a bit pervy, but he's not that pervy. Yeah. He's just – he's a sweet guy. Yeah. Um, but I just want to remind everybody, I'm Tom Blaylock. I'm your DM. And I'm joined today, hey. as always, uh, by the finest budding wizard in all of the Breen, John Watson, playing uh, – Ionis Silhavind. Hello, John. Yes, baby. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> um, who has now a, a charisma-based spell. I think that's pretty cool. Sure. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also joined by Tim Carr, who's playing Filnir Omajira, who is a bit of a ronin now. Um, and I'm really interested in seeing how that plays out. How's it going, Tim? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing, I'm doing well. Um, and finally, uh, playing Abel Rock Brother, Abel Snowflower, uh, Sam Frank. Um, I also think of you as a bit of a Ronin in this uh, <laughs> in this campaign, but you're sort of embracing the iconoclast here. Yeah, you know, um, high strength and wisdom in the game, low constitution and charisma. In real life, exactly the opposite. well do you guys are you guys ready to get into this i'm ready okay so you look out at a field um of uh dead basilisks and gith the 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 ground is still scorched and burning in places there is the green light from the cave is still uh, is still shining and is still um, anything that's in there is dying even as we speak. Um, and y- you have uh, you have a few minutes here. The sorry, sorry, my boots. Yeah, <laughs> and and, and uh, they caught on fire there a little bit. <laughs> Paulson kind of sniffs the air and he says. Mm. There might be one more thing alive inside that cave. It's another entrance into the Underdark. And you can find, we can find our way 
to Donatus this direction. Donatus? That is not a name you have said before. Mm. It's a name I keep in my mind. Is that the mountain? It's a name we use sometimes to describe Master. What are some other names that you use? <laughs> in all honesty, I rarely mention Master by name. My lady sometimes called him Takao-san. Does that have any kind of special meaning? I I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but I I do warn you, I, I must enter the mountain soon. My stomach is quite full. What does, what does that mean? I'm not sure how much longer I can hold my lady down. So you're trying to give her to the mountain? That's why I came here. I must return her to her maker. Are you able to wait an hour? Mm. Do you have any cheese? I'm sure I can find some somewhere. <laughs> that might help me wait an hour <laughs> or a bit longer without passing my lady. <laughs> um, Wheel of cheese sort of sort of binds you up, huh? More than you know, <laughs> priest. You have to pass her near the mountain? Yes, I must pass her in the mountain. Well, if uh, it's uh, it's a funeral rite that she deserves, and we are also more than willing to just wait here while you handle your business. Now we'll have to eat it again, and I do not want to do that, wizard. Oh, gross. Uh, I'm assuming rations do not include cheese. No. I do not smell cheese anywhere here. Well, let's go check out this cave and see who's still alive in there. Yes, we can. I go to the entrance Um, in the cave. Hold on, hold on. The sickening radiance is still at the cave entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Are you guys going to look through the. The men who are dead on the yeah yeah I, I, I would think, like to I'd like to no peruse I think them. we just leave them <laughs> would we you'd recognize the one with the Fu Manchu right you said that one was dead he's dead he's there on the ground um I just I just kick him as I walk by <laughs> we get let's let's take care of survivors first survivors you mean ourselves Paulson just said there's something still alive in the cave. There's something. Paulson, is it a threat? It seems. It seems to be hiding. I, I, uh. It smells like it's hiding? Yeah, it's. It's. It's standing still. I. How deep into the cave does your green light go, Master? Just 30 feet. Could you show me with your hands how long that is? That's quite further than I can reach with my hands, Parson. You see the cave entrance to where it comes out towards us. It goes just as deep within. Yeah, 
He he seems to be standing at the corner of wherever this thing is. Uh, drop drop your evil light, Filnir. I, I can I can make away, it go away. Away, evil light. Okay, I'll drop I'll drop concentration <laughs> on it. Okay. I took a step in before it was totally gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just in the I don't think you want to do that because it's <laughs> Yeah. Okay, it's unsafe, roll buddy. 40, 40, 10. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just um, caught a whiff. I just caught a okay. I just caught a okay. after, aftershock. <laughs> um just like uh, in so, the lingering odor that's still there after the concentration's broken. No, Jonas, don't come over here. If you start doing this, then I'm going to start. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, I'm staying right here. All right, uh, come out, whoever's me. in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send a saber in beside Abel so that I can see. Okay. Um, so this cave is... Uh, so it's it's really the cave opening, even though it's quite large, it really uh, it's it's well hidden. Uh, it 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 sort of is camouflaged with the surroundings. And as Saber and Abel, you're able you're going into. Yeah, I mean, I'm at the mouth of the cave shouting into it right now. Yeah. So it's one of these things where it's it gets much larger on the inside than it than the opening. And because of that, it's it's just there's like a line of darkness that is really hard to see beyond, and uh, and the and the wolf says she approaches. Who uh, appro- approach away? All right, and, uh, Saber has advantage on smell. What does he smell? Uh, yeah, he smells um, ale. And he smells sweat, hmm. and he smells a great deal of uh, of urine in the cave. And uh, he's standing sulfur. right next to me, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he is. <laughs> And then, and then, sorry, I, I tend to overpower stink. whatever is nearby. <laughs> <laughs> over all of that, Abel stink. Um, he smells. Uh, he give me a perception check from him. Okay. Um, I've got two details. One you're going to get automatically, and one he's going to get. He's going to need to roll for. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a nine. <laughs> okay. Wait, doesn't he get it's advantage? A smell though, so you get advantage. Oh, right? advantage, advantage. One more time. Yep. Roll again. We count it. Oh, <laughs> natural twenty. Okay. Okay. Um. So he smells uh female dwarf. And Saber is attuned enough to the way uh, bodies change um, during certain phases of existence that he can tell that she is pregnant. Oh, all right. And he can tell that she is pregnant not with a dwarf. Oh, 
Goddamn saber. <laughs> and the, that the, the, mongoose the, has a nose on him. Oh, he's got Jesus. a serious nose. Well, it's a natural twenty nose. It's yeah, a natural it, twenty does nose. It, does and it smell like? Does it smell like she's pregnant with a gith? No. Okay. No. Um, it is not a smell. It, the only reason why he knows she's pregnant with something other than a dwarf is because he's positive he's she's pregnant with something other than anything he's ever come across. Oh. Oh, all right. And I put my I put my senses through saber. Okay. Uh, and so she begins to approach, and Sam Abel was on the Red Cloud Mountain for a long time. He knew the Holdershek elves. Did he know? I mean, uh, dwarves. Did he know any other dwarves? Um, I mean, not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> um, he was a hermit not, after all. She does not look. Uh, she does. She does not look like a Holdershek dwarf to you, uh, Abel. Mm-hmm. And okay. Jonas, um, she has her hair sort of pulled tight uh, in the middle, and there are two braids on either side of it in the way that Monteran dwarves keep their hair. Ooh. Okay. All right. And she starts, she comes out and she says, Hey, y'all. Um, Who goes there? Are y'all here to save me? Your name, please. What's your name? He asked you first. <laughs> my, my name is, is Hendra. Andrew. Last name's not important. Yeah, you saying that makes it somewhat more important. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I, it wouldn't might have, to you. I wouldn't have thought nothing of it until you said that. <laughs> and she looks straight at Jonas uh, on the outs- on the outskirts, and she says, uh, "Is this some kind of trick?" I could ask you the same question. You do not look like you're from here. You look like you're from Montaire. You're saying you don't recognize me. That's what I'm saying. I I recognize that you are definitely that you carry yourself the way a Monterran dwarf would carry herself. And she's got a Monterran dwarven accent. She sure does. (laughs) (laughs) She sure does. All those Monterran dwarves talk like this. So, uh, Filnir and Ionis were still sort of back from Abel, right? So I think we'd have to... We'd have to walk up. I think Filnir was probably just like looking over the gift to see if they had anything of interest, but would uh, divert his attention. The Fu, the Fu Manchu gift has a uh, has a scroll on him. Okay. Uh, and I'm assuming you're not going to take the time to open it right now. You, you no, could. I'll just I'll just grab yeah. it. Okay. Um. Uh. It, she just keeps coming out and. Uh, and she says, uh, so you're here to take me up or not? Well, that's not exactly what we were here for, but obviously we are happy to save you from a fate of cannibalism and uh, hardship and horror. You're welcome. Hmm. Well, I do. <laughs> I do thank you for that. Um, uh, truth be told, 
um, they weren't going to hurt me. Oh, and why is that? Since you don't seem to be saying anymore. <laughs> well, well, they were. Uh, I mean, they could sense what's what's uh, what's going on here in the mountain, and uh, and they they come to pay their respects. What is going on here in the mountain? It's the- I mean, I know, but pretend like I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the it's dawn of a new age. Uh, we're all I, I, we're all I quite we're all coming back. The old age. <laughs> well, there's nothing you can do about that now. I can see by the man you're traveling with here, and she nods over at uh, Jonas. She says. I, I can see by the man you're traveling here with that uh, you would like the old age, but there's nothing any of y'all can do about that now. Everything is going to change. And she pats her belly and she says, uh, everything is about to be wonderful. Well, congratulations to you. Um, again, you didn't answer my question. Thank you. And congratulations to you. Um, on what exactly? On the new age we're all going to get to enjoy in a very short order. What exactly are you speaking about? You, you, and you didn't answer my question. How did you find yourself here? Well, my, my new husband uh, is here. And, uh, and I am... I am helping him to bring on a new change, a new world that we can all be proud of. With all due respect, um, if you are in need of rescue, where is this husband you speak of? I do not see him here. Well, that's why I thought you were coming to take me up to him. You, you, you are not dressed like the novitiates, but you are. you look like men who can handle yourselves. And protect me from the various enemies here. Who is your husband? Well, um, my husband is the is the is the biggest fish around here. Your husband is a fish. No, he's not a fish. It's just something we say up on the mountain. Um, I'm. And she like looks around and she she leans into Abel and she says, I'm married to your very king. My my king. Your king. And and he's a fish. <laughs> well, the fish is better beware of my husband. <laughs> Uh, I, I hate I hate to break it to you, lady, but I ain't I ain't sworn to no kings. Mm. Is Pawson doing anything with her? Does he have a reaction to her? He is he is not sure what to make of her. Um, uh, you know he is sniffing around too. Um, uh, and uh, you know he he is very interested in her, uh, but uh, he is not he's not seen her before. He's clearly he's uh, this is a new development for him. Hmm. So you said the gith came to pay their respects. This is to you and your husband? Well, 
they can sense a certain power and they were here to they don't they don't respect anything in this plane apparently um but except power and i was just i was just giving a little giving them a little taste of uh the real power of the brain oh oh i i i got a suspicion about fishwife over here is she is she connected to the to the spirit of the mountain or something uh lady do you think you're married to the mountain i don't think anything human oh how long have you been up here on the mountain a little over uh one two carry the one three years mm, were you were you mostly by yourself that whole time? I've been here in this cave that whole Listen, time. Ain't no shame in it. I, I sort of sort of look both ways. <laughs> look back at the guys like I'm going to regret saying this. <laughs> <laughs> the Holdershek dwarves, they called me Rock Brother because, well, there's a short period there where I used to carry around this rock that I thought was my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It was not. It was a brief spell of seven to eight years. And it's the kind of thing that can happen when you're by yourself for a little too long. You find yourself marrying inanimate objects, imbuing all sorts of things with uh, spirits of uh, friendliness and companionship that you wouldn't necessarily otherwise. She begins to unbutton the front of her tunic. Oh, and, <laughs> no, and she, no, put it away. And she, opens you've been it up, up here a long time, I understand, but uh, oh. Lord. She opens it up and 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 she and it reveals a truly pregnant belly. And she says, "So you're saying that you pretending to talk to rocks is somehow the same as me taking the child of Donatus." Well, not exactly the same, but <laughs> does seem a bit different. So you would have us lead you back up to Donatus, even though you have somehow... How did you see him before if you have been stuck in this cave for three years? Why do you need to be escorted to him? Well, I only say it's been two or three years because that's when I first entered the tunnel. It was three years ago. uh, My... My clan of stonecutters invited me to uh, offered me up as a as a tribute, as it were, and uh, and so I entered the the tunnel, and that's where I met him. And he and told me he, he was the mountain. And he entered your tunnel. Well, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. It's not the same as with people. Yeah, th- listen. Th- th- this is a story oldest time. There were similar stories about Jesus. 
the the horse. horse. (laughs) I didn't believe them neither. Was this, uh, you, you, you spoke of a tunnel. Was this a, a white tunnel? Well, it surely was. It's, uh, it's part of an old, old uh, series of tendrils that stretch across the Breen and connect all the holiest places on our sweet island of Gilbrain. One of them is right down in the center of uh, Montaire. Several are in these mountains and it's a way to get it, get from one place to the next. I thought I was just traveling through, but instead, it's where I met my man, my husband. And how how long were how long were you in this tunnel? It didn't feel like very long, to be honest with you. But when I came out, everything was a little different, and uh, and immediately the Holdershek uh, dwarves started bringing me tributes. And when the gift came, at first they were acting like they were going to hurt me. And then I, I just, I raise my hands like this and she sort of holds her hands up and you see that loose boulders begin to shake around her and, uh, and they start to roll toward her. And she says, I couldn't do this before. Look at these. And and the ground is sort of shaking. It's 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 hard to stay keep keep standing up, but uh, you you get the sense. That, okay, um, okay, we get the point. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you said you were you were in this hallway for a short period of time, and then when you came out, a uh, a lot of time had passed, more time than it seemed like. Well, I didn't think so at first, but then when those Holdershack dwarfs came down and started bringing me food and flowers and small pebbles, uh. And started telling me I was the queen of the, I was the queen of the mountain. Uh, they told me what had happened in the in the in the time since I left. Uh, when I when I left, there was a there was a there was a king sitting on the throne in Montaire. Um, uh, the 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 fight between the Hark and the Adair was at a standstill, and and now suddenly I'm I was I was here. And well, I, was I don't know why, like but this. out of all of this, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> My lady, Ionis, it seems you two are something of kindred spirits, uh, if not just because of your relation to Montaire, but perhaps through your travels. Uh, perhaps we should make our way up and escort her, and you two can see what else rings true for the both of you. Is it is it all right if we accompany you or you accompany us to meet your husband? Oh, I very much look forward to this. I can tell that it's time to meet my husband because of this. And she you, she lifts up her tunic from the bottom and oh, you see. Oh, oh, yeah. hold, hold on, keep wait, it wait, on. We just blood. went through this. There's blood and liquid that are running down her legs. And she says, I I believe, I believe he's coming soon. Oh, let's get this lady old rock donuts. Can you walk? Get her off our hands. I can, I I can walk. I can walk. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt none at all. Um, and, uh, she, she says, just let me get my things. Um, and she walks to the back of the cave and, uh, Pawson sort of walks 
kind of up to where she was standing and he starts licking up uh the Parson. Get <laughs> Parson get. on the ground. I don't believe that's cheese, Parson. Oh, it's, gross, Phil. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, he's a, I, I have one different. I have one detect magic per day. Okay, that I'm going to okay. go ahead and use from my okay. class. Remind me of what you can see with the detect magic. Uh, you like, sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you, and I'm casting it. I want to be within 30 feet of her. Okay. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic. And you learn it's school of magic. If any hmm. spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by a blah, 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 blah. Okay. So, all right. I'm not sure how this is going to work because I'll just tell you, you don't have to give me a school. But I know I I can give you a, I can tell you that she is under the she is glowing brightly. Um, yeah, I was afraid of that. So so is so is so is a small section of the wall uh, that where mm. she is um, where near where it looks like she was sleeping, um, and it is it is about. It's a rectangle. It's a it's a perfect rectangle. Um, it looks like it's about seven feet tall and two and a half feet wide, and it is it is glowing. Um, uh, that is glowing with illusion magic, and on her she is glowing very brightly with. Uh, two different kinds of magics. She's glowing with transmutation and divination. Awesome. Um, I'm going to go over to the wall panel. Goes, Fellas, there's there's something over here. What do you no, 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 no. No, no, no. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Um, why not? Uh, it, it's, not it, it, it's not right. It's not right. You shouldn't go there. You shouldn't go there. It's just a wall. What it's, would be the problem? It's, it's, it's not just a wall. <sighs> it's not. It looks like a wall to me. Please don't look in there. I send Saber in there. Yeah, we are not going anywhere with a stranger into uh, dangerous environs and leaving strange magics behind us. Okay, you go. You send Saber in there. Saber's going in. It's pitch black. Does he have? Does he have dark vision? Uh, he does not. Okay, I'm gonna uh, cast. Dancing lights. Oh, wait a second. I don't have dancing lights. Never mind. Do you have, do you have Different light at character. all? Different <laughs> <laughs> character. Um, is, is it opened? Is there a door? Because Filnir does have dark vision, so I don't know if he'd be able to see uh, him. You know, maybe if he watches, uh, um, if he watches Saber walk in there, I'll give you an intelligence check. You can give me an intelligence check to, to, to see through it. Okay. Uh, let's try that. Uh, six. Cumulative. It just looks weird. He Maybe he went through a crack or something. Where did uh, he go? <laughs> How, where did you send Saber? I, 
I don't I, even see a crack that he could have disappeared through. There, there's there's an area uh, I could uh, it, when when Abel began to look at it, it, it seemed like there's an area that uh, had some magic about it. So it's I, an I illusion. Sent I sent him over to check it out. It looks like the it's wall's an illusion not really there. So if I, I start do, feeling, yeah, the wall. Yeah, you can as soon as you touch the area, it just your hand goes straight through, and she just goes, "Please, please don't, 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 don't go back there, please." Just take if me out of here. If there's half eaten bodies here, lady, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> she, she just looks at you and she says, There's not half eaten bodies in there. Uh, okay. Um, so, Phil, awesome. you, you can see in there. Okay. Um, Wait a second. Is that your way of saying there's completely eaten bodies in there? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's at least. Uh, five um, sets of bones from dwarves. Oh, in this, uh, lordy! In this uh, little cavern here, and that's it. Just bones. Just and it's just like, bones. No armor. No loot from them. Just just their bones. It just bones. Um, gentlemen. Um, to say this is their her composting room would be to put it nicely. There are bones of dwarves. Do explain yourself. I will say also, uh, say, even though Saber can't see, he could probably smell a lot. Sure. Yeah, he can yeah, smell. And I mean, too, probably, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Pawson is very, like, his, sen- his sense of smell is being, like, uh, overwhelmed by the smells being put off by this dwarf now. Um, okay. Uh, um, uh, they're just dwarves. Don't matter. They were good dwarves. Let's 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 take the lady up the mountain. I know right where she wants to go. Wait a second. What what, what dwarves be these? <laughs> we're not gonna just find a hidden room full of dead bodies and go. Oh well. <laughs> lady, start talking. I just, it, this is not my first child. Um, I, I've been pregnant three times before. I have two children in Montaire. And but there are more than... Why are there dead bodies in this room in the cave? <laughs> well, listen. Uh, each child I was pregnant with, my body changed in certain ways. One of them, all I wanted to eat was fish. One of them, one of them, all I wanted was the juice from maple trees on everything. And this time, the only thing that I wanted until about five days ago was the fresh meat of charred dwarf. Oh, good gravy. And that was okay for you to just take. They brought themselves to me, half elf. They they sacrificed themselves to me. They came in here naked. They came in here with salt upon their upon their limbs and pepper and oil drenching on their skin. And they threw themselves on my fire. 
It was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. It makes me feel so terrible that I ate of them, but I had to. I just, I just, I needed them. Can I get an insight check on that? Yeah. 20, not natural. Okay. Um, Maybe the part where she said that it made her feel uncomfortable is (laughs) not true. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was getting that sense. <laughs> she she described the oils and salts and peppers a little too lovingly <laughs> for her to be super uncomfortable. Could you please take me up to the cave entrance? Fellas <laughs> turn to Jonas and film here. I'm I'm having some real second thoughts about all of this. The more I find out about this mountain god, the less I like it. And the less I want to bring Pawson and this lady to it. What would you suggest? Well, Abel, you spent the most you spent the most time here. You didn't you didn't know any of this was going on. I was real busy. Busy doing what? <laughs> it's just amazing how little tasks around can rocks? expand to fill your day. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I, need, I was focused on personal matters. I need all of you to give me uh, perception checks, please. My passive is a sixteen. Um, that is almost going to cut it. I just rolled a twenty-one total. Seventeen. Oof. Eleven for Filner. Okay. Um, still, still off put by the. Yeah, bones just in the room, just <laughs> trying to unsee that. So, Abel, this is the fourth time in your life you have felt this feeling that you're feeling right now. Um, tonight's gonna be a good night. Tonight's gonna be a good night. It's gonna be a good, good night. <laughs> and, and, um, and, uh, and, it's exactly the same feeling you had when you first got up on the Red Cloud Mountain. It's the same feeling you had when you went through the Gnomes Gap Pass and you were sitting outside of Grigley's Hut. Um, and uh, and this time with that 21 perception that you had, you sort of finish the epiphany that you had when you were in the Gnomes Gap. And and. And it is this. Fellas, I got a feeling (laughs) that our hike's going to bring a good fight. (laughs) (laughs) It's that none of this, none of this is natural. None of this is real. All of this that surrounds you, the dwarven woman, Pawson, um, you know, maybe even your comrades, none of it is real. Almost everything that's around you here is just little bits and pieces of gods playing at fun times with mortals. Oh, fellas, I'm, I'm having a real existential crisis here. I feel like we're all puppets that all our actions are controlled by the capricious roll of a dice. 
And and none of this and, is real. We're all in some kind of made up story. Uh, all right, all, all, all right, all right, Abel. All right, let's let's calm down. I start. I, I just put my hands around his shoulder. Oh, yeah. everything like, oh. seems very very quantifiable. Okay, baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and Ionis, you you also um have have a the, a very similar feeling to how you felt when you were going through the tunnel from from Monterre to to the Red Cloud Mountain the first time and also when you were going through the Gnomes Gap. This is the stuff of not magic, but something different, something purer in the weave. Than even even magic, even the things that you've seen Abel and Filnir cast, this is sort of purer and more primordial than 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 like any of those things. And this woman, this dwarven woman, this Handa, she is she is almost like a nexus of that weave thing that you are seeing here. Okay. Oh, all right. I'm kind of comforting, comforting Abel, but I'm starting to breathe, breathe a little hard. All right. All right. We're getting some strange information, but I, I'll tell you this right now. I am, I am not going to be satisfied until I get to the bottom of what's going on in this mountain. Some, some power is at play here that we do not understand, and it is far beyond us, but... At the same time, it has affected each of us on a major level. We seem to have an opportunity here. An opportunity for what? For understanding. To, to find out what it is that is actually happening in this realm, reality. We are hearing about gods in lakes. We're hearing about gods in mountains, I went through a portal and lost time. There's a being with tattoos that can appear anywhere she pleases. Fjolnir, you talk to weapons. Yes, and they speak to me. That apparently are made by other, other people. There are, there are powers at work here that are beyond us, but that are affecting us. Wouldn't you like to know why or how we can escape this does this have anything to do with the current war that's happening what's happening in the Breen Valley why all of these beings are all of a sudden attacking out of these portals can we find some way to control any of this oh god fellas it's horrible I look at you and I just see numbers written on a piece of parchment <laughs> <laughs> Gods, let us ascend to the top of this mountain, if only to get away from this horrible feeling. Uh, okay, I, I think it's time for you to sit down, Abel. Just sit down for a second. Calm down. I think I thought tonight was going to be a good night. <laughs> <laughs> I was so wrong. <laughs> um, Hando walks over to you, Abel, and um, hand and to God if you get any closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and she says it gets so much easier i i prom i promise you it gets so much easier and 
and she like doesn't touch you, but she like moves her hand in front of your face. And as she does, little bits of her fingers drop off as tiny little pebbles until she's left with nothing but a nub on her as her uh, right hand. And then she reaches down where the rocks have landed in your lap and she just puts her nub right into your lap and she pulls it back out and the pebbles have reformed into a hand. And she says, she says, Donatus will show you the way. Paulson. Yes. I think it is time you lead us up the mountain. I can do that. Handa, I think we will keep our eye on you and we will keep you safe as long as you respect the boundaries. We will not be as easily eaten as these dwarfs that you say gave themselves to you. I would never eat anybody who did not give themselves to me. Yeah, but, you know, then why are you hiding them in the cave behind an illusory wall? That that doesn't exactly speak to something you're, uh, <laughs> you're entirely okay with. Well, let's just say that uh, when the young ones came, they knew what they were going to do, and they were happy to do it. But when they saw their families, Bones... They got scared and scared meat turns a little gamey. <laughs> I was trying to Jonas. I'm like, man, that octopus is sounding not half bad right now. I'm with you. So, so Handa just walks right in front of Paulson and she dips her head down. Like she, like she puts her chin right into her chest right in front of him and without him even thinking he opens his mouth and bites down on her neck skin and he lifts her up and he starts to carry her like a pup and he looks over <laughs> at you guys and he goes Pawson, put her down and humans he, don't work that way and he starts to carry her How up does she have enough skin for that <laughs> good god <laughs> feel there do something with your do something with your dog and he just he's carrying her up he's leading you guys up the mountain she did seem to volunteer for it Paulson I find that uh, repugnant none of this makes any sense (laughs) and most of it is repugnant (laughs) (laughs) shall we continue (laughs) let's go up as we pass by the gith I I want Filner to give them another, another cursory look to see if there's any any oh, yeah, anything shiny or can we um, loot these guys yeah um I, I'm, uh, a, I'm assuming there wasn't anything on the bones in the cave there were oh, no, nothing on the bones in the cave nothing in there and, and in fact like what she took away was like a very small uh almost like a purse and nothing else in there like you can see there there was like a little swirl in the dirt in the stone where she maybe had been sleeping but like this is not some place that looked like anybody had been staying very long. Um, you know, there was no. This bed. lady's been eating rocks and living off good vibes, fellas. We're <laughs> we're in for some weird shit ahead. I think. 
<laughs> I'm gonna. I want to run an Arcana check on the bodies. Okay. On the bodies of Gith uh, or on the, the on the, the Gith. The Gith. Okay. All right. Uh, that's a twenty-one. Ooh. Um. Okay. Um. I don't know how to describe this. They. They are. Um. They have not been in this plane for very long. Um. So they. Uh. Your best guess would be maybe like. Five days, six days, they've even been in this plane. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, um, they clearly all have some kind of magic that's dying with them. Um, it's not magic that you've encountered except with these gifts these last few days. Okay, but nothing, uh, no magical items. Oh, uh, so so one of the ones that's burnt up on the ground has a uh, particularly nice looking short sword that is uh, that has not um, that has not been affected at all by the fire at all um, and um, it's it's uh, it's very cold to the touch okay I, I picked that up I've got a very special short sword here is that That's something uh, that you can use uh, not not I I could sell it. But perhaps you or Abel, I'm not sure. Well, perhaps we will find out what it's good for. And uh, if it is not good for any of us, we will sell it, as you said. And I'll, I'll hold on to it. So, I, yeah, I picked that up. No, no other items? Uh, I mean, nothing really of note. Like, these guys weren't carrying gold. Um, okay. uh, these potions. guys... No, uh, no rings no, of no potions. No, these were these were Scrolls basically monks. Well, I, well, there was one scroll which I took already on yeah. the yeah. gift with the Fu Manchu. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I run an Arcana check on the dwarven skeletons. Okay. And that's a natural one. It's real dark. <laughs> Magic <laughs> can't see nothing. Magic is all over them. Okay. <laughs> like it's just nothing but magic. You're not even sure these are ever dwarves, in fact. <laughs> like these may also just be illusions Polymorph of chickens. bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just I, I look at them, I'm just mumbling to myself, dwarves, bones, magic all of bricks bricks that are books all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, magic. we should hustle after after Pawson then, yeah? Yeah, uh, Pawson's yeah, still, following. he's ahead of you. He's probably like 400 feet ahead of you now. Um, but he's just walking his normal pace. Um, and he's like kind of snaking up this mountain. And you you actually have to cross from the prisoner's pass. You cross up and over into Hark territory. And you are coming up to the cave. So this is the cave. That Jonas came through. This is the cave that Abel uh, fought in his very first uh, episode. Fought with the Holdershecks for for Garrick Holdershek's son's um, coming of age ceremony. Um, Fellas, I sense we are at the center of a confluence of events. I start breathing real hard. <sighs> this is this is it. This is, this is how I got here from Montaire. This is the cave. And as you as you get closer, 
you see that the you know they had sealed it up at one point. There are just rocks everywhere that have uh, been knocked down so that you can get into this cave. And uh, um, uh, you're about so you come up the hill. It's a clearing about fifty feet by seventy feet uh, until you get into the cave opening. So you guys are still in the trees. Um, let me know what you're going to do. Like, how are you going to handle this? You're still in the trees. Pawson stops at the edge of the Wait. tree line. Well, first, I'm going to give a perception check. Okay. Yeah, if Pawson 19. stops. Yeah. He would stop for sure. Um, okay. Uh, Abel, I mean, we have not been stealthy coming up the mountain, but... no. Able, I want to look at what we're getting into. You spot um, above the cave entrance on it. At a, uh, there's there there are trees that sort of keep the forest keeps going up the mountain. Um, you spot behind one of the trees, clearly hiding. Um, a person in red studded leather with a bow trained on you. Hmm. How far away? Do I do I recognize this person? Um you you mostly <laughs> he's got a he's got a hood on. Uh it is definitely hark colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but I mean it's hard to tell. He's about two hundred feet away from you. It's hard to tell who he is from okay. from this angle. I I just step out into the clearing and I point my spear at that tree and I say, Willem Searchlight, if that's you, by God, I swore the next time I saw you, I'd kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and and you all hear from the cave, someone says, Is Willem Searchlight here? God damn it, if he's here, we're fucked. And, and you hear, and another, then I then I shout out, "Oh God's damn, Abel, <laughs> the the person I saw on the chest, I I, I recognize, I, I think that was Vinay. Oh shit, Vinay. they know who we are. Is that you? We mean you no harm. Come on out, fellas, say hello. Who 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 is it? Vinay. Who's there? Vinay, it's, it's, it's Sar- S- Sergeant Abel and the new recruits. Yes, it's 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 Jonas." Turn turncoats? You're a bunch of turncoats. No, 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 no. We 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 would never do that. We were doing we were on a secret mission. Just ask Waverly. Oh Waverly's not here. Oh, well. I, uh, you'll have to take my word for it then. Where is he? We were told he'd be here at the cave. Oh, we haven't seen him? Uh what's your business here? Well, who else you got in there with you? We got we're, we're your relief. We're here to assist. I, I don't think so, old man. I'm, no one knows we're here. I'm wearing my heart colors. Look at me. Wait, are you wearing your heart colors? If I'm not, I could be very quickly. Right? <laughs> he says, Abel and I have this. We, we, are, we are like. I am wearing my we, old heart armor. We, 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 are, we are ready for this. Abel says heart colors and they immediately turn to heart colors. <laughs> Uh, it's, wait, so, so Hark still around? 
Well, depends. I mean, Hark is uh, Waverly was is the one holding all this together. If uh, if he hasn't shown up, then we're gonna have to figure out what we're what we're gonna do. Well, what you fellas been up to? Well, we've been we've been like you said, Waverly's supposed to come here. Um, uh, we've been protecting his children and his his wife. Vinay, uh, Vinay, you know you can trust me. You have my manservant with you. Per, per, Percy? Yes, Mr. Percy. He's my manservant. I am here to retrieve him and make sure he's safe. Mm, um, well, see, see, the thing is, um, the thing is, is that, uh, Mr. Percy fell down this morning. Uh, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's not, he hit his head and he's not, uh, He's saying some weird stuff. <clears throat> Vinay, we need to see him right now. Uh, I think I need to see Mr. Percy right away. Yes. Filner's going to walk out. Um, and just just in case anything happens, he's going to take the dodge action as he walks out. He's going to walk slowly. <laughs> just be like, gentlemen, we are clearly not here to fight with each other. Please, let us come closer and we can parlay we can see Mr. Percy. Perhaps we can make sense of his ramblings or, or help him recover from his head injury. Well, I mean, he's fine, but he's talking weird. May we speak to him? But you understand, anything he says is going to be probably wrong. Vinay, I'd like to introduce you to my winter wolf, Pawson. <laughs> and I gesture. Holding, may have to he is not hungry. <laughs> you may have to put down the woman. He is not hungry. It is much worse. He is very horny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be very clear of the, about the stakes of the game we are playing. Now, please bring us to Mr. Percy. And he's got, well, you know what? Wait, let me. Okay. <laughs> he's rolling dice back there. Okay. Um, Vinay says, looks at you guys, and he he says, um, "All right, well, just just tell me this. Did you all? Uh, did you all really kill over a hundred? A daring uh, cavalryman. Well, is is a hundred and fifty over a hundred? Oh. And and the and the and the half elf there is the one who opens up pits to hell. Would you like to see one? No. Uh, Good. And and the dark and perhaps one. Perhaps we can speak to Mister Percy now. I, I will. When is the dark one the one who has claimed that he is actually the king of all these lands? I am the rightful heir to Montaire. And you can do things like grant pardons. <laughs> pardons depend on what has happened to my man servant. 
All right. And Vinay just sort of like, he, under his breath, he's like, go, no, just, just get him. Just get him. Maybe we can just tell him we're sorry. <laughs> and Percy walks out of the cave and he says, oh, master. Oh, Iona, sir. It's so good to see you. Yes, Mr. Percy, come, 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 come over here. Come speak to me. Vinay. Are you all right? I'm quite certain you're going to die, Vinay. Mr. Percy, what happened? Oh, Mr. Ionis, sir. I'm... I'm so glad to see you. Are you, are you hurt, Mr. Percy? Yes, they... They, they have... They have hit me many times, sir. Can I can I do a cure wounds on him? Uh, sure. Yeah. Why would they hit you, Mister Percy? Well, I rolled a one, so that's four points of healing. But that's that's probably quite a <laughs> bit. Probably Mr. good. Percy. For you'll, you'll be happy to know he was down to one hit point, and now he is at full hit points. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Mr. Percy, uh, you look the picture of health. Apparently he is not a sidekick. He's just an... He's not a sidekick. (laughs) I'm mostly just a man who cleans up after after Sylvavines. Mr. Ionis, Vera is not in a good way, sir. Uh, She... They have kept her from drinking her wine for many, many days, sir. And she is not getting better. Take me to her. I got spell slots to burn, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I just stay as he's speaking. I'm just staring daggers at Vinay. Vinay, you and whatever hawk soldiers are with you leave now. We just we just leave. If you know what is good for you, you will walk away now. He puts his finger up in the air and he just spins it around. He says, "Move out, boys." And uh, and you just see like eight guys just come walking out of this cave. They uh, they've got I've all got bows. You don't recognize anybody except for Vinay and a couple of the archers. Um, the one that's up in the tree, uh, uh, he he moves up the mountain more, um, and everybody else just sort of moves down the mountain. I, I run into the cave. Okay. Uh, you've been in here before. Uh, this is where you first killed Guardian Bear. And there is another Guardian Bear here that has been that has been killed. Uh, and if it I is... didn't know it was a Guardian Bear, does it really count as having killed a Guardian <laughs> no, Bear? No, it doesn't count. It doesn't count as killing a Guardian Bear. Um, and, uh, and they have they have kitted this place out as best they can. Um, it's There's not a lot of supplies here left. Um, but there is, uh, the chest is here and, uh, and you see Vera and her two children, um, sitting at the chest and, uh, and they are just, they look like they've just, they've just been sitting there for a long time. The, the kids are quiet. They're sort of looking, um, distantly and, uh, and Vera, you've only, I think the only time you've ever seen Vera and the children was when you first went in the tower before yeah. you went to fight the druids. So um, she I'm she doesn't do really recognize you check. guys. Yeah, I'm going to do a medicine check. We're here to help. Okay. Lady Cloudsack. That's a 14. Uh, who are you doing this on? Uh, just, well, 
her and the kids just assessing their health, if they're injured, um, if they're malnourished, what's going they on? They are malnourished. They're definitely hungry. Um, the children have been put through some pretty extreme trauma. Uh, they are, they do not seem right. They do not seem like healthy kids. Um, they do not make eye contact with you when you come in. They do not react to you coming in. Vera sort of acknowledges that you're there. And, you know, there's a moment that she's sort of happy that they're leaving. Uh, and then when, when, um, Mr. Percy comes in behind you, he says, Oh, madam, madam cloud sack. Oh, our prayers are answered. Gather the children. We'll be going. We'll be going to Montaire now. I'm quite certain of it. Abel, this is Iona Silhavine. He's uh, he's here to to cure you. I'm not inside yet. Abel, are they all? Is everyone all right? Yeah, but they're a little worse for wear. And I take a little bit of my rations and I just put it on the ground next to each of the kids. And right. uh, I'm wondering. Well, shoot! I'll just give it a try. I uh, I say, Tempest, I don't know what kind of terms we're on these days, but these people could really use your help. In your name, take the sickness from this woman. And I lay hands on her and I cast Lesser Restoration. All right. Tell me what Lesser Restoration does. What does it remove? You touch a creature and can end either one disease or one condition afflicting it. The condition can be blinded, deafened, paralyzed, or poisoned. Um, it doesn't remove the disease of alcoholism. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh, or at least, at least de- detox. Uh, she, yeah. yeah. You know what? And it, and it just, it's a second level spell slot. It's, it's yeah. kind of automatic, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. She looks up and she says, Oh, oh I'm, I'm, very thirsty, but perhaps not for wine. Here, drink this water, lady. It will restore you. She starts to drink and she looks down at the rations on the ground and she says, children, eat. Eat. I think I think this one means us no harm. And uh, neither of the children eat. Um, and I sort they- of, under my breath, I say, I know it's been a long time since I said this, but, uh, Thank you, Tempest. <laughs> how, how far away are those soldiers? Um, they are moving, you know, quickly, but they're not running. They're not dashing. So they're they're making their way uh, there to the tree. You guys came out of the trees. They're at the tree line now. Um, and uh, and and Vinay sort of sees Handa and um, and he you you see that he uh he stops and uh and he gets down on his knees and he kisses her feet and and as he gets up um he sort of very slightly touches the inside of her ankle and you see that he has taken some blood from her ankle and and he uh he rubs it between his fingers and just smells it and like uh stands back up to go down the hill it's fucking gross. And she's did did Pawson put her down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's when just, she's when you standing. yeah when you told uh, when you when, when you I told, told Pawson yeah yeah uh-huh. yep. 
Are they okay, Abel? Should we let Vinay walk away? Fellas, we got a lot ahead of us right now. We I don't know that we can take on any fights that are avoidable. Oh, there will be no fight. <laughs> <laughs> I think Parson could make short work of them if we asked him to. But if they are Pawson goes over to you, Phil Nair, and he says Master <laughs> I hear you say make short work of I think you mean eat. <laughs> I thought you were not hungry. I'm not hungry. I have something I'd like to do first, but I, I, I could how, kill them. How how far <laughs> are we from where we need to go for you to do your business? Not far. Not far at all in this cave. Abel, are they okay? Milady, are you okay? I'm 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 feeling much better. I it's very strange. It's like I've been in a haze for many, many days. Um did did my husband send you all? Yes. <laughs> He, he has instructed <laughs> us to take you to a safer location. Um, are we are we going back to Hark City? I'm afraid we cannot, Lady. Hark City is overrun. We we must return to a a village that belongs to us, where you will uh, be able to live in comfort, not at, in the squalor of this cave. And there are people there. There are. there are people. And and other children? Yes. It is a loving, welcoming community. Eager for a lady such as yourself to uh, uh, grace its society. She pushes the boy and that's and on the ground. She says, Jeremiah, you must eat. Is this journey long? Is it far? Uh, more than one day, yes. Jeremiah, you must eat. Catherine, you must eat. I can pull out the one rations I have left, too, and put it down. Yeah, Catherine picks up uh, the ration and starts to nibble on it. Um, and uh, And Mr. Percy... Goes up to to Lady Cloudsack and he says, "My lady, I own a silver wind. Will avenge these men. Will be dead before the night is done. I have never known him to be one who would allow the kinds of transgressions to go without punishment." He's like his father in that way. Unbending, but fair. And she looks up at him and she just holds his arm and she says, Percy, you, you, you have been our strength in all of this. And the children start to eat. Percy, say the word. Iona, sir, 
These men were cruel. Your father would have killed them. I think you should kill them too. Uh, cruelty is not a capital offense. If it were, this valley would be empty of people. Abel, look at Mr. Percy. He looks great. <laughs> Tempest does fine work. Praise be his name. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> I'm alive. I am well. My lady seems fine and well as well. Uh, I don't know how one lives through what she and the children lived through the last several days. Why would these men be cruel to her if they were expecting Cloudsack to return? Mm. Did they not fear retribution? Uh, they blame him for their friends being cut down at the fort. They were taking well, out... They're, they're not their, wrong. <laughs> they were taking out their frustrations and anger on his family and upon me. Do as you will, Master Ionis. All right. I walk back outside. Okay. Oh, oh hell. <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not running, but they're down. They're moving down the hill. They're, they're sure. sort of walking. All right. Are they, in a, are they in a file? They're not in a file. They're kind of just walking together. There's eight of them. All, all um, within 30 feet of each all other. All within 30 feet of each they other. Are, <laughs> they are right. within 30 feet of each other. All right. I, I, I'm, I launch it. I send it on. Fireball. <laughs> uh, crappy roll. Shit. Uh, oh, my a, God. A 16. DC 15. Out of uh, eight dice, dicks. that's I know, five that's ones. Horrible. Wow. You averaged a two on that. That's horrible. Oh, okay. Jonas, the Lord doesn't want you to kill these men. <laughs> okay. Um, let me uh, let me bring them up here. Okay. Let me just do these rolls. What's your DC on this one? Fifteen. Okay. Um, dexterity. Yeah. Uh, okay, two of them are going to save. And let's see. Let me get the other ones. Too many dice here. Um, okay, so three of them are going to save and take half damage. None of them are dead with one fireball. But they look back at you and they freak out and they start running down the hill as fast as they can. I send a minor illusion but just a booming minor illusion. Flee for your lives. I will find you. Oh shit. Oh shit. That was that was from him. That was from him. That was the that was the that was the skinny one. Run. <laughs> and there's a small fire burning there. That's a couple of trees are up in smoke. And um uh, thank God it rained recently. Uh, or else we'd be in a real hot situation here with the fire. Wait, um, wait a second. <laughs> Isaiah, uh, 
Percy, the one we spoke to, Vinay, was he the uh, the ringleader? He was, sir. He was the worst among them. I think we would have been safe if it wasn't for him. Pa- Pawson, go get that one. <laughs> Pawson, eat Vinay. <laughs> pa- Pawson, Pawson eat, eat him. Eat him first before you do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> Pawson just bounds past Ionis. He bounds down the hill. Uh, they're running. He has to, he tramples one of these guys, and he kind of <laughs> looks. You see him look down at the guy he trampled, not bald. He keeps going. He tramples another one, not bald. <laughs> and then he finally reaches Vinay. And Vinay is running, and Vinay pulls out his great sword and turns around to face Pawson. And as he turns, Pawson grabs him by the throat, but the front of the throat, and just rips out his jugular. And and uh, and Vinay just falls down, and and he's about he's about three hundred feet away from the cave entrance down the hill. So he can he can just barely hear me. He can just yeah. barely hear me yell. Doesn't seem that way, but it could have been worse than A. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see, Ionis, you see Pawson grab Vinay's foot, his boot, and he just is dragging the carcass of the bald Hark soldier up the hill, and his very 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 loose head on on the skin of his of his throat is just sort of uh barely hanging on as he brings him up and uh um and you see him rip into his clothes and he rips off the 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 his shirt and his pants and he and he leaves him naked on the ground and he he sort of pulls him the rest of the way over to Handa and and he says uh, mm, I'm too full lady would you like this one and she says this baby's coming i do not have the energy to eat right now get me in that cave right now Children, don't look. <laughs> and, and I should have said that before everything else. <laughs> Hopefully, you are focusing on your food. <laughs> and, and 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 she walks into the cave. And uh, uh, remind me of where everyone is. Children, there Certainly. are things going on outside this cave that would be traumatizing. <laughs> <laughs> Filner, are you outside? I think I had to go outside to get um, Pawson out there, right? He wasn't inside. Yeah. So I think I would have basically gone back outside to give him that command. So so he's walking into the cave. Uh, Handa is walking into the cave. And uh, he says to you as he gets you, he says, yeah, You better get in or you're going to get locked out. All right. No, I, wait, if we get in, will we be, we be locked in? I can't hear you. <laughs> Everybody in. I Everybody just, in. I just grit my teeth. I just stroll in. Uh, should we leave them here? 
they'll be safe if the the cave is closed. Or should they come with us? I I I do not know what they are about to see. I do not know what we are about to see. Is this I I wonder if if they do come with us, perhaps before we meet whoever's in the mountain, I could I could create a hut around around the people. Aren't you also required to be in the hut? Yes, but I can still hear what's going on outside of the hut. But they can still see what's going on outside of the hut. And they can still see, yes. Hmm. It is better than nothing, but I do not know that you will have ten minutes to set it up. That is the only issue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, fellas, we got uh, a lot of issues right now. (laughs) Parson, you said the cave would be closed, yes? It will be closing very soon, Master. And we will be able to come back out this way afterwards. I believe some of you will be walking out of this cave, yes. Ionis, I leave this to you as it is Mr. Percy's potential risk and able perhaps you will weigh in on the safety of the children and Lady Cloudsack, but I Uh, have my reservations. We must get this woman up to have a baby. Uh, We're not going to make it very far into this cave. All right, let's go. Carson, take Children Andrew. and Percy, stay let's here. We, we will return shortly and escort you to safety. As, as soon as you guys are in the cave by about 15 or 20 feet, um, Handa just sort of waves her hand. And again, her her whole right hand crumbles to the ground in small pebbles and she puts her nub back in the, in the ground where the pebbles were and the cave seals up. Uh, it is, it is completely sealed and only for a moment it's totally dark. And as soon as the, like a split second after the, the cave seals up lichen that is on the, 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 the walls and the, and the, um, ceiling of this cave it's like they're turned on almost like a light switch uh and you can see everything in here it's all dim light but it's you can see everything and uh and and she says um priest uh, take boss and touch one of the walls here it doesn't matter where oh all right, I do it. Okay, uh, which hand? I mean, which which arm? <laughs> huh? I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I nub it like she does. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay. So so when you when you put your nub to the wall, I ain't risking this hand. I can't lose another one. <laughs> when you put your nub to the wall. You feel a complete left hand inside the rock wall. And you are able to move your fingers around inside the rock wall. And uh, just where you're touching, you feel like a, like a, like a latch that could rotate clockwise or counterclockwise. 
and you're touching it and you're holding it with your with your with your rock nub which, inside which the rock wall. Which way do I turn it? Um, whichever way feels right, down or I, I, up. I turn it to the right. Uh, okay, so that would be uh, if it's if you're you're holding it. Um, there's a center. Yeah, it's right. Clockwise or counterclockwise? Clockwise, righty tighty. I take him very literally. Yeah, clockwise is down. Uh, Counterclock. uh, No, so clockwise is is uh, up. Counterclockwise is down. I don't know what that means. Uh, You must put it into the position that you want to go. Well, where do we want to go? I think we were supposed to go up the mountain. Uh, okay. <laughs> I go. I turn it I turn it counterclockwise to go up. Okay. Um so you turn it up. And next time you could be a little more explicit with your instructions, you know, not just like whichever way feels right. And and where Abel has touched his nub to the wall, a hallway opens up and there are stairs ascending inside the mountain and lichen turn on like a light bulb up this hallway and every stair is smooth but solid and you can see as you look up and the lichen begins to 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 turn on as it goes up the mountain you can see that the stairs are forming out of nothing out of pebbles from the inside of the rock a new hole up the mountain is is forming and the light sort of rushes in to this space this cave that you all are in and uh and it gets very 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 bright for a moment and you all you all feel that same euphoria that you felt when you walk through the gnomes gap and ionis you see on the wall, sort of very rudimentary outlines of people drawn in lichen on the sides of the wall, and the and the the wolf possum walks into the hallway and begins to vomit on the stairs, and the vomit pools. And it moves up into the shape of one of these outlines of people, one of these rudimentary outlines of people. And you see an almost photorealistic version of the warlock that you all killed outside of Lake and Hearth on the wall, complete with her hand on an outline of what you can tell is a very, very, very large wolf. <laughs> and thus ends episode 33 Ooh. of Every War Must End, the Dungeon Ooh. Dads podcast. Mm. This is crazy. Man. This is crazy. Where do you come up with all this stuff? Oh, man. <laughs> this is awesome. From the mountain, baby. I was, I don't know if you guys can see me, I was visibly shaking when we ran into those soldiers 
I was like, I have to kill these people. I have to kill these people. I have to kill these people. I had a, a, like, I had the 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 D6s in my hand, and then I put them down, and then I picked them back up, and then I put them down. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, man, you touch Mr. Percy, you uh, the whirlwind. That's right. I'm so <laughs> happy you have Mr. Percy back. No, I'm so happy, too. We're reunited, it's, and he's all beat up. Terrible. Yeah, man. Yeah. Reunited great. and separated. Yeah, again. Yeah, and it feels so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> you guys are like islands in the stream. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've, I've got some more. I've got some more jokes to make, but we may have to save it for the bonus episode. <laughs> well, for the bonus. Well, this one's not a bonus episode joke. I got one. I got one from my daughter that she told me yesterday. I don't know if she made it up, but boy, I hope she did. Why do you have to tell actors to break a leg before they go on stage? Why? Why? Because there's no play without a cast. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. That's not bad at all. That's not bad. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And for more humor. Maybe not quite at that level, but yeah, yeah. Come back for the bonus episode, everybody. Um, uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, we'll you we'll, we'll be uh, hitting up your feed in a, in a week with our with our impressions of this episode. And uh, full disclosure, before the next episode, um, I think before the next episode, I want to post that that what's on this scroll that Filmir picked up today. It's I don't want to give away anything too much, but it is a puzzle. And it would be excellent if our uh, if our uh, Patreon subscribers had a chance to look at it. Um, uh, I don't want Phil near to look at it though. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? We'll Tim's talk about it. Uh, promise mm. not to look at Facebook anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't do that. <laughs> you guys don't need me to run that page. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank yeah. you. Toodaloo. Toodaloo, Thanks. everybody. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. This is Tim. If you'd like to help the podcast out, the easiest way to do that is to go drop a rating on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. We would also really appreciate it if you would write a quick review. It really helps people find the show, understand what we're doing, and let them know that it's worth their time. If you'd like to support the show further, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Dungeon Dads. You'll get all the bonus content, an extra campaign if you subscribe at the Monterran level, and we've dropped a few surprises as well. Thank you so much.